Black Doctors Podcast highlights the stories of minority professionals with the goal of inspiring others. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others because the next generation can't be what they don't see. Tune in every Monday to hear our stories told by us. Hello and welcome back to the Black Doctors Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Lydia Peters. She is a physical therapist and she practices both in California as well as Maryland as a traveling physical therapist. Dr. Peters, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited as well. So I actually, in undergrad, switched my majors. I started as a music major and then I changed to pre-physical therapy and looked into PT school and then ended up going into medical school. So it's exciting to speak with you and, and see what life could have been like. Okay, yeah, sounds good. So Dr. Peters, what's a typical day like for you? So treating patients, that's the overall <laughs> thing, but it depends on what setting you go into. So um, like you mentioned, I'm a travel physical therapist and with doing that, I've worked in out, an outpatient clinic, I've worked in the hospital, um, I've done some work with like long-term care facilities. So usually um, if I'm in the hospital, we'll go in, check patients' charts, um, making sure you know they're stable, check with the nurses, are they um, clear to be seen, make sure no significant overnight events have occurred. Then we'll go in to see the patient. Um, if it's an evaluation, you know, that's our first time with the patient. So checking their cognition, their vitals, um, seeing what their function is, because once again, like in the hospital, trying to see do they need to go home? Do they need to go to a skilled nursing, like subacute rehab? Or do they need like further evaluation and things like that? So that's usually what it will look like in the hospital. Um, and then as far as in the outpatient clinic, um, they already you know have our schedule up. And then if it's once again an evaluation, that's our first time seeing that person. We see a wide variety of patients and ages. So low back pain, knee issues, post-op surgeries. So they're coming in, we're assessing, seeing where they're at, establishing a treatment plan, treating them, trying to give them some treatment that day as well and giving them something to take home so that they can start working on, you know, what we've, um, what we've seen in the clinic. Nice. So there's hospital and outpatient settings. And then how do you uh, work with sports teams or athletes and, and how do you differ from the athletic trainers? Um, so I personally have not worked, um, I've worked with like high school athletes and things like that, but not like within, I'm not in sports medicine, physical therapy, I guess, or I haven't like worked with any teams, but that's a great question as far as, you know, the difference between like athletic trainers and things like that. Um, there's definitely a lot of overlay as far as knowledge of, you know, the human body and things like that. But I would say the thing that sets um, physical therapists apart is that just that like that background medical knowledge that we have. So it's not only just like I'm giving you these exercises and progression, but it's taken into a whole account of your past medical history, what your what your goals are, if you have any like comorbidities or anything like that, so that we're constantly checking in, making sure that this is especially if you haven't had any injuries or anything like that, just making sure that you're safe and other professions do that as well. But yeah, that's what I would say is kind of like that little bit of a difference there. Yeah. And what's your favorite patient population to work with? I would probably just somewhere in the middle, like middle age to older. I work with a lot of um, geriatric patients. That's who you're seeing in the hospital or even in the, the clinic, but 
they're fun. They're a fun group. Yeah, I know uh, during residency, because I did a little bit of work in the pain clinic, so we would oftentimes refer people out to physical therapy kind of as part of their management for, for back pain. So it's good to see the other side of uh, what goes on. Mm-hmm. So for, uh, for you, what made you choose to go into physical therapy? How old were you when you made that decision? Um, ooh, I think I was about 24, maybe when I decided. So a little later, um, it's not something that I was like a child and I want to be a physical therapist or I played sports and saw what was going on. But, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a long time. I graduated high school. I, I started college and I was doing nursing. I was like, I like healthcare. Let me do this. Um, so I took a semester. I was doing like the gen gen S for nursing. I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. So I decided to do massage therapy. Um, and so I went to a school and, um, did massage therapy. That was like a year and a half program. And I worked for about three and a half years as a massage therapist. And during that time, it was great. I like, I enjoyed it. I really liked it, but it was also, it fluctuated so much. I lived in like a small town. So some people would cancel and that would affect like, you know, my pocket. Uh-oh. I'm like, can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started thinking, you know, what else can I do to, that's kind of like in healthcare, still working with the human body and is helping people. Um, so I was talking with my best friend and she was like, I'm, I think, I'm thinking about doing physical therapy. And um, I, you know, I looked into it and I was like, this kind of aligns with what I want, I think. So I'm going to give it a shot. Um, and she applied to, she was going to go to a grad school in Michigan because there was a boy there and um, ended up, she didn't go there. <laughs> she didn't do physical therapy, but I just kind of like ran and um, took off with that and ended up going to school in Michigan. Okay. So how was, so you already finished uh, college and this was physical therapy school? Yes. So I had, um, I did massage therapy. That was like an, I did an associates, did massage therapy. And then I worked for about three years as a massage therapist. That's when I had the conversation with my friend. And I was like, I think I want to do PT, but I didn't have my bachelor's. So then I um, went back, got my prereqs for PT school, um, finished my bachelor's, and then I applied to grad school. And, And what are some of the prerequisites for PT school? Um, so the sciences, um, chemistry, biology, physics, psychology, abnormal psych, those are the biggest ones, just like basically having the sciences, the um, primary ones. Yeah. And then uh, how was the applications process to physical therapy school? I might have tried to block that out, but <laughs> I don't think it was uh, relive those traumas. <laughs> Right. Um, they have like the PT cast. So you go online and you input, you know, your transcripts and your references and the hours that you worked and everything. It was pretty smooth, though. Um, I think some schools you did have to pay the submission fee or something like that. Um, so I applied to, I believe, four schools and then I got accepted into one. Honestly, though, I didn't even really fulfill like all the requirements for some of the places that I applied. So that's on me. But um, I, I believe I ended up where I was supposed to be. So it, it worked out. Awesome. So when you showed up to physical therapy school, was it everything you hoped it would be? What, what was that like? So I knew it was going to be rigorous. I knew it was a competitive program to get into and to stay in. Like they're not, you know, you're not getting bad grades because if you, I think if you got more than like, two C's or 
anything less than a 77 was an F, basically. And if you got more than two of those, then you're like out of the program. So that was just my mindset, like, just do well, do well, like, do not mess up. And it was it was challenging. It was most likely one of the most like challenging things um, I've done in my life. Just class from eight to five thirty, basically. You go home, you eat, and then you study for till you go to sleep, um, and then you do it again. So it was a lot. It was what I expected, though. So I'm glad I I had that um, mindset going into it. Yeah. And how long is the program? The program is three years. So um, it's two years of didactic work, you're on campus, labs, lectures, all of that. And then the last year is clinicals. And so um, the school that I went to, Andrews University in Michigan, they require you to have an orthopedic rotation, a neuro rotation, and an inpatient rehab rotation. So those lasted anywhere from two months, two to three months. So for each of those. And then the last rotation was an elective. You could pick whatever setting you wanted to. Gotcha, gotcha. And how did you pay for uh, PT school? All student loans? Yes. Uh, yes, that's a sensitive and oh, sore yeah. subject. I'm, I'm in there but right yeah. there with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and if I could tell someone who wanted to do PT school, I would um, advise them, like, get your general classes out of the way at a community college. Um, I went to a four-year university, was taken, like, general psychology. There was really no purpose in me doing that at all. Um, but I didn't know, you know, at the time. So I would say I would recommend someone to go to a community college, get your generals out of the way. Um, and then if you have the ability to go to um, a state school, just try to decrease your costs overall mm -hmm. so that it's not hanging over your head once you're actually you know, finish with oh, school. That's good. Keep the coins in your pockets. Yes. You know, a lot of people, I think we're starting to spread that information now that maybe a four-year school wasn't the most efficient use of resources. Right. And then uh, coming out of physical therapy school, there's a board exam or certification. How does how's that process? Yes. So um, after you're done your clinicals, we go back on campus. There's a, a time on there where we also... Um, present our, our research. So we have a capstone project that we've been working on for like the last two years. Um, we present our research and then um, we have graduation. So there is the national test or the boards. So as a student, you have the option to take them before you graduate or after you graduate, because I think they hold them for about four times throughout the year. I opted to graduate, just kind of get all that stuff behind me. And then I took about two months to study for the boards, which is a four to five hour test. Once you pass the boards and you're nationally certified, but then whatever state you decide to work in, you have to just go through the license, licensing mm -hmm. procedure for that state. Okay. Oh, that's, a, that's so cool. Thanks for uh, detailing that process. Full disclosure, I, I'm in the Navy. One of my corpsmen, which is like a medic, uh, HM3 Rose, shout out to HM3. I think he's HM3 or maybe HM2. That's a Navy rank. Sorry, uh, HM2 or 3. But he is looking at getting out of the Navy and going into uh, physical therapy. But he was kind of hung up on becoming an uh, assistant physical therapist first and then doing PT school. And what, what would you say to, to this guy about becoming an assistant physical therapist versus uh, becoming a physical therapist? Well, first, I have a question. Would he be doing PTA to work and then get... Like, do PT or is... Yes, that, that's his plan. What, what's, 
Okay. I don't think that's a bad idea. You're able to, well, actually, so when I was in PT school, I didn't work and no one in my class did either. Um, And usually it's not advised that you do just because there's really not time for it. So if, if your plan is to do PTA school so that you can work while you're in PT school, you might not even have the time to work. So I'm not sure if that would be the best use of time because PTA school, I believe, is two years. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're basically doing two years and then going to PT school for three years and not even using the uh, the PTA degree as much. So you might just want to, like, do a straight shot. Gotcha. And, and what else would you say to students that are listening and considering going into physical therapy? Don't let your own limitations stop you from pursuing physical therapy or um, like continuing in it once you're in the program. I know for me, um, one of my, one of my, I guess, roadblocks or setbacks was just the mentality like, uh, I don't know if I should be here and am I going to pass this test and I'm, am I going to stay in this, this um, program? But one of the things that was constantly that I was constantly reminded of was that I'm smart enough mm-hmm. and I'm good enough and I can do this. So that's what I would, would tell someone, you know, if, that's, if this is your goal and it's your passion and that's what you want to do, then go for it and just apply yourself to it. Don't give up and just keep going. Cause I know after my first year, I wanted to quit. I was like, oh, I'm no. tired of this. Like I'm even, I was just laying in bed. I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to go to school. Like I don't want to do this anymore. Zero motivation. And I, I was just not in a good place. Um, and the only thing that kept me going was I'm like, well, I can't go back home and tell people that I left. <laughs> like it was a, an ego thing, you know, <laughs> that, that's embarrassing. Um, so I kept going, but yeah, once I got over that and um, just kind of like pushed through the, the rewards were, were definitely there. Um, one of the things that pizza school helped me with was it gave me the confidence that I can do anything literally. Like if I did that, I know that, I can, if I want to start a business, I can do that. If I want to do a triathlon, I can do that, which I've done. I've done two okay. of those. Um, if, you know, if I want to quit my job and move cross, cross, cross country and work out in California, I can do that, which I've done. So it just has really, it's given me the, the sense that, you know, if there's something to be done, I can do it. So that, that was really, if, even if I don't practice PT, you know, forever or in the future, that's something that I've learned that I can keep with me and apply to like all aspects of my life. Beautiful. And, and how was your support system in school with your, especially with your other classmates? Um, it was good. So the physical therapy program, they told us beforehand, they're like, you guys are going to be a family. <laughs> and like, I met my classmates the first day and I was like, Oh, like, <laughs> like, Oh, no, thanks. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. One class of 2016. <laughs> um, but no, that was my mentality. I was like, I don't really see that happening. Um, just cause it was, yeah, I just didn't know these people. But when you're with people all day, every day for like two years straight, you definitely do. Um, you develop a bond and, everyone wanted to see everyone else succeed. So, um, you know, if there were study groups or one-on-one sessions and the, um, the professors were good about that as well, just making sure that you're okay and you keep your head above water. Um, as far as like my own family and friend support, I know they supported me, but I also didn't really have time to like talk to them. 
Um, and my mom told me later, she's like, Lydia, I didn't want to call you often because I knew you were Aww. studying. I was like, oh, mom, <laughs> sorry, you could have called. But at the same time, I, I didn't even really notice because I was just like working, Yeah, you know, studying and stuff. Yeah, bees like that sometimes. Yeah. But now you can catch up on all that uh, time that was lost. Exactly. Yeah. And there were, you know, weddings and births and graduations and things that I missed. But once I graduated, I was like, where's the party at? Where are we going? Let's go. I'll be there. How over the last year, right, 2020 kind of threw a wrench in everybody's plans. But how did that affect your practice or your career? Yeah. So um, I was finishing up a travel assignment in Maryland. Um, the University of Maryland, Baltimore, Washington Medical Center. And I was covering a paternity leave and it was ending. And I was like, okay, I'll just get, you know, another contract like I always do. Um, and this was in March of last year, you know, mm-hmm. how March yeah. went. Um, so it, I was looking for, you know, my next travel assignment afterwards. And census was low everywhere. Places were not hiring. I was like, okay, maybe I'll take a perm position. Still not hiring. So my mom lives in West Virginia. So I was like, let me go out to West Virginia. I'm just going to like chill out there for a while. Um, and so things were, had been very slow for most of last year's, um, as far as like travel wise, travel PT wise. Um, and they started to pick back up probably like in the fall, um, just having more jobs that were opening up and things like that. So it was definitely different because you know, when you go into healthcare, everyone says, if you get a healthcare job, you're going to have a job forever. Um, You'll never not have a job. So it was very eye-opening to know that that's not always going to be the case. So that was eye-opening, but it was, I was blessed to have the support of my, you know, my family. And it did allow for me to look into like other interests, other things that I want to do besides physical therapy as well. Yeah, And one of those interests, so as a physical therapist, you work very closely with the human body and you were inspired to develop a product that your patients and your coworkers could use on their bodies. So tell us about this uh, product that you're developing. Yeah. So while I was at home and I had time to, you know, think, I was like, what something that I see, especially now, since not only our healthcare professionals, you know, we've always been washing our hands, just like part of hygiene and not, you know, having cross-contamination and things like that. But the general public now is also getting on board with, like, washing their hands regularly. Um, And I know that I've always struggled with dry hands because I'm washing my hands after every patient. I'm washing my hands even while I'm with a patient. Like, if I've touched one thing and I'm touching something else. (laughs) Don't don't um, lie. Y'all be rubbing on them feet, man. And then we wash our hands. (laughs) 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 Or we'll put some gloves on. (laughs) Whatever. Um. So yeah, I would wash my hands and so my hands are just dry. And like, sometimes I would be doing like a manual muscle test on a patient and I'd look down at my hands and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. I'm like, you know what? doesn't even matter because I'm helping this person. So what if I have dry hands? Um, but I say all that to say, I've noticed that for myself, I've had dry hands, um, coworkers, colleagues, you know, they mentioned the same thing. And so I wanted to develop something that could um, target that and also make it so that's like easily applicable and not greasy because, you know, we have to type on our computers and things like that. So, yeah, that's what I have been um, working on and also just deciding, you know, am I going to do this myself or, I'm going, or if I'm going to outsource this? Just making sure, though, that it aligns with the goals for the company that I have, which are 
being natural, using things from nature just to uh, promote hydration, moisture. and I love it. Yeah. And <laughs> what what's the name of your product? It's called Natural Verity. So Verity means truth. And the premise is that the things that we need for our bodies, we can get from nature. So it's nature's truth um, just providing us with that, the healing properties that it has. You sure Ash Begun's not a better name? You know, I really, I really like that, but it's not resonating with me, you know, in my target audience. So, yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Maybe next time or the next product, the Absolutely. next product you make, whatever you make for the feet, we'll put it there or make something for the knees. Exactly. That's what I was going to say for the feet. Awesome. Dr. Peters, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for the excellent information you provided on the field of physical therapy. I know HM3 Rose is going to appreciate this because I'm going to make sure he listens to this episode. And a lot of other students are out there learning as well. I'm looking forward to seeing your product come to market. Sign us up for a bottle or jar or tube or however you're selling it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This is the first podcast that I've been on, so I feel like I'm on a talk show host. I feel honored, so I appreciate it. Thank you. That's what's up. The Black Doctors Podcast is a nonprofit volunteer passion project with the goal of inspiring all who listen. Tune in next week for another episode of the Black Doctors Podcast with Dr. Stephen Bradley, your friendly neighbor.